app. While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Welcome to South Coast Night. I'm Marcus Farrow. 508-996-0500 is how you can join me this evening. Got a good show ahead for you tonight. Uh, we're joining the first hour by uh, chair of the Fairhaven Select Board, Leon Corey. Leon, thanks for joining me. No problem. Thanks for having me. So we talked last Thursday about your position on the Prop 2.5 override. Um, you, you know, basically... To summarize, um, you're asking for a one-year uh, ability um, to raise property taxes above the two and a half percent. I think a total of uh, to make up for about a four hundred and fifty thousand dollar budget shortfall, and then it'll go back to the two and a half percent cap every year after that forever, unless you want to bring it have to bring it back up to the voters again. Correct. Okay, and. Um, have you selected a date yet? Yes. Okay. Um, first of all, the words that come out of my mouth are mine and mine alone. <laughs> I am not here representing the town or the select board. Now, moving on. Uh, yes, I think it was June 5th is okay. the date. We selected it in the last meeting. June 5th. Okay. Uh, any particular reason or? Don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess that was probably the first day. Um, you want to coordinate with the clerk and make sure that, you know, whatever and it fits within her ability to put an election and, and such together. So. so on June 5th, the people of Fairhaven can expect to go to the rec center and vote uh, yes or no, basically, on the Prop 2.5 override. Correct. Okay. So um, we'll, be, uh, we'll be looking out for that. We'll be talking more about that. But one of the reasons... Uh, you know, we've talked about behind the two and a half override is to, um, I think, supplement some low staffing levels, uh, one of which being the fire department. And so I think it happened maybe after we were on air, but you guys finalized a new contract with the fire department, didn't you? Yes. Yes, we did. Um, and I'm excited for that. I'm tired of uh, getting beat up on Facebook. And, and whatever other social media, so uh, I'm glad that we could we could come to terms, and everybody can move forward. So, um, is there anything in particular in that deal that's worth mentioning? Um, not really. I mean, I wasn't part of the negotiation, so I don't necessarily know like how far we came from from one to another. Yeah. Um, I guess a big thing that is in that is um, taking away the dispatch responsibility. That's a big. That was a big thing because I know for a while, uh, just for people who don't know, in Fairhaven, 
the firefighter, there has to be a firefighter on dispatch, right? And uh, that job for, in some circumstances, was being done by the chief, actually, uh, when they were particularly low on staffing. So um, that's good that you're able to make that um, come to that term uh, with the firefighters. And actually, another thing is uh, them coming out of civil service. So okay. it'll allow a broader pool of applicants um, okay. from within that you had to fit within the parameters, whatever the parameters were. Um, if you're in civil service, now you can kind of open that up. And I think it'll allow for a more diverse pool of uh, candidates and hopefully, you know, help to uh, keep the, the force, the fire department staffed and um, also prevent some of the turnover that we deal with as well. Great. That's good to hear. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app. So um, with the Prop 2.5 override, uh, I don't know if, I mean, we covered it quite a bit last week, but I think it's worth sort of um, sort of just rehashing. And I think it's, you know, there was a lot of, I think, misinformation that went on about how much it would raise taxes or how long it would raise taxes for. But basically, you can only do this once. Otherwise, you're going to have to go through this whole thing again if you want to do it more. Correct. Okay. Because I know there's some, like there's some Prop 2 and a half that are for the life of the project, but I thought there was some that were forever and a day. But this is just basically resetting the, um, just sort of, you, you know, you, you make up for that budget shortfall and then you just sort of reset uh, from that point. Yes. Yeah. So, um, is there anything else going on that we should, like, talk about going on in, in the town? Let's see. What else do we have going on? Um, the firefighters were actually out there with the boot today. Um, okay. Yeah, so stop by there. Um, you know, I, I think it, it's an interesting time because although this is a busy time for the town, when I was having a conversation with someone recently and... They were like, kind of as a follow-up to being here and talking about the override. And I said, you know, the majority of people in this town just want the government to run. Yeah. Like, oh, they don't really want to have to get involved. They don't want to have to worry about it. They don't want to have to hear about it. The majority of people just kind of wanted to run, be quiet in the background. And they know if they get involved, then there's something wrong. And so, you know, that's, a, that's an exciting thing that, you know, I think it's getting quiet and we're bringing some of, you know, normalcy and civility uh, back into the town. Based on the conversations you've had with people, are you, um, have there, have they been mostly positive surrounding this two and a half override or have they been mostly negative? I would say they're mostly neutral at this point. I think in the beginning it was, you know, how dare you, um, yeah. you know, right. doth not touch my money. But, yeah, right. you know, as time has gone on, I think people have... Raising taxes is never a popular proposal. Right. You know, even when I was running, people would like, you know, when I canvassed, as everybody knows, and I would go, people would be like, you're not going to raise my taxes, are you? I'm like, well, I don't think so. Like, I'm not running on the platform <laughs> that I'm planning to. Right. Um, so, no, nobody ever wants to. I don't want mine raised. But, yeah. you know, I think people have recognized that, you know, as a town, we don't want change we don't want to charge for the beach we won't don't want to charge to park you don't want to charge for all of these things that money has to come from somewhere so it's mm -hmm. kind of one or the other so i think going forward we're going to look at you know other ways to you know, drive revenue in the town but you know for now this is something that just has to be done you guys are really early on to like basically a brand new leadership structure in town 
you're a new select board member relatively. You're the chair now, but you've been on for about a year. You, Angie is a new town administrator. Uh, Angie Lopes Ellison's a new town administrator. Um, prior to that, there was, you know, it's now a five-person board instead of a three-person board. But prior to that, it was a different town administrator, an interim town administrator, and a three-person board. So I think it's worth mentioning that there are certain things that are going on that are, you know, that were done under old leadership that new leadership has to take account for, right? And so why are we in this position as as uh, taxpayers in Fairhaven? Why, why are we in this predicament in the first place? I think it's, first of all, whenever you get like some sort of new leadership, whether it's in your, your work or, or anything, in the beginning, there's a lot of cleaning up of old mess that yeah. needs to be done, um, changing of styles that needs to be done. Um, you know, in this case, it's adapting to all of these news uh, that we're dealing with. And when I say news, I'm not saying the news, I'm saying news as in plural. Um, but it is... So it's this combination of things. And I think Angie is taking the opportunity to, like, put everything together in the beginning so that you can write the ship and then she can move, move the town forward or we can all move the town forward. If you hold on to these things, then you can't reference back and say, well, hey, everybody, wait a minute. I want to do this now because before I got on, it was their fault. You don't get that chance. You don't get that opportunity to do that again. And so she wants to make sure that the town is going in the right direction. You know, I wish we had, oh, I guess one thing that we do need in the town is a uh, finance director, which we are looking for. And anybody listening, if you have the skill set and your resume is up, feel free to send it <laughs> it's in. a particular skill set. <laughs> don't, don't you, well, one of the things that you're at, you, 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 you believe you need to do with the two and a half override is raise some salaries, right? Because you're not, the town isn't competitive in the job market for, for certain positions? Yeah, I mean, municipal government salaries to begin with are low. You yeah. know, people go into the private sector versus the public sector, you know, in part because of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you compare us to some other towns, you know, we are not necessarily... But a finance director should be a well-paying job. Anyway. Relatively, yes. You know, and, and so, so, but... You know, New Bedford had to go through this recently because they had lower pays. Uh, they had lo- they had a, a lower fee structure for a group of non-union employees, and they raised the salaries about ten percent. Um, do you know off the top of your head whether or not these, um, you know, some of these, if it's like a widespread problem, or there's only certain administrative positions in town? Um, I think it's when you say widespread, you mean across like, like across the, the board, like across every department. Are you experiencing shortfalls in staffing, and is it because of the competitiveness of the pay? I think that plays a part. I don't know if that's strictly why, um, but it definitely plays a part. And I think we're addressing it as they come up. Right. And so that's where you know finance is up now. So that's why we're dealing with it. And we originally posted it at one. Had to raise it, um, and we'll see based on the response whether we have to raise it again. Because right. the other part is like not a lot of people are getting into it. Yeah, and so it's it's that factor as well, and maybe you have to start poaching from the part from the uh, public, private sector as well. So, um, how long has the town been without a finance director? Do you know? I want to say what month is this? April. So what? Four months. Four months. Yeah, because I, if I'm not mistaken, because I think Wendy's last day was in January. Right. So we got an app chat uh, 
coming in from somebody in Fairhaven asking, uh, how much are you going to raise taxes if you get the override? Um, I mean, I think you said there's a $450,000 budget shortfall that you got to make, make, up, make up for. I just didn't know if, they, if you had a hard percentage on that yet. I don't have a hard percentage, but it is, a, it is the $11 per 100000 That's right. That is the, the number that we're, kinda, that we're going on. So. $11, uh, $11 per household. Uh, $11, what is it, per, per month per household? No, or? per year. Per year. Okay, $11 per year per household. Per 100000 Per, okay, yeah, that's right. Eleven dollars per one hundred thousand per household. So if you had a four hundred thousand dollar house, it would be about forty four dollars, right. right? And that's assessed value. I can so. do math. I think <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I didn't go to law school for math. I didn't. Um, so uh, let's tell you what we're going to take a break now. We'll be right back. Uh, this is South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. Welcome back to South Coast Tonight. We're here with Fairhaven Select Board Chair Leon Corey. Uh, we got some more app chat messages, actually. Um, let's let's uh, let's take those. Um, just give me a moment. Technology. So, um, someone is asking if uh, Lindsay from Fairhaven is asking, does the new firefighter contract rely on the override? No. No, the contract has already has already been signed and ratified, and whatever terminology you, you want to use. Sorry, I'm sitting yeah. here crushing um, Marcus's Swedish fish here. So, pardon. Yeah. Um, but no, it is one is it is not contingent on the override. Okay, and uh, the next question was: If the town votes for the override, would it increase ta- the tax levy, therefore increasing ta- taxes each year forever? I mean, taxes go up each year forever anyway, typically, right? Right. So your taxes will, in- but it's not the it's not going to this prop two and a half override again is not going to be every year. What you're saying is it's not going. You're not going to be able to raise it above two and a half percent every year forever. Correct. You're only going to be able to do it this uh, this one year, and if you want to do it again, you're hoping you don't have to do it again, right? Right. Um, then you're going to, then it's going to be, um, you're going to have to go through this whole process again. Ask the ask the taxpayers to right. vote on it. Yeah. Right. So we're speaking with Leon Corey. Uh, he's a uh, chairman of the Fairhaven Select Board. Uh, we were talking a little bit off the air about the. Um, not having department head uh, at, in the finance departments, uh, putting a bit of a strain on the staffers. Yeah, it really is. And I know everybody has been, you know, the focus of the town has been or the focus in general has been on getting the fire and police and, and what have you. And actually, we still have another contract uh, that, we're, that we're working on. But, okay. the, you know, the finance department has really been, you know, has been strapped here because mm-hmm. they haven't had a chair, you know, everybody and it's budget time of year um, or sorry, not a chair, a department head. And it's the time of year for budget. And so they've just been you know, doing way more than they normally would have to. Um, so, you know, certainly appreciate the job that they're doing because this is not exactly what they signed up for. Of course. And uh, we talked a little bit about this town meeting is going to be, uh, I think, in June. No, town meeting is going to be the first Saturday in May. The election for the election, the override June. is in uh-huh. June. Okay, so town meeting sooner than the yeah. <laughs> than the election. Yeah. Okay, 
All right, that makes sense. So, uh, Leon, we were talking about you're the chairman of the Fairhaven Select Board, so you're the highest appointed uh, executive elected official in, in town, in, in this municipality. You might be the first black top executive in any town in the South Coast, town or city in the South Coast. Yes, that is very possible. I was trying to, someone else, someone mentioned it to me, and then I was just trying to kind of connect the dots in my head. And all, I'm, we could be wrong, but it's very, very likely. Um, which is kind of, you know, it's it's an honor and it's whatever, thanks. But it's also kind of sad when you yeah. look at it. It's 2023 <laughs> and, you know, it hasn't happened. And as yeah. much grief as people may give, you know, Fairhaven and I hear comments, you know, when I'm in New Bedford getting a haircut or whatever, you know, about stories of things that people have dealt with in Fairhaven. But, you know, it's kind of, it's, hey, Fairhaven is, could be the first. Right. Um, so it's something to hang your hat on as well. It's kind of the same thing with... um with Boston, actually, uh, what's his name? Mel uh, Mel King just died, and uh, mm -hmm. he ran that historic campaign for mayor. They talked about the historic campaign for mayor that he lost, but then they didn't. Uh, he was the first, you know, person of color nominee, right? Mm -hmm. But then we didn't have a person of color elected mayor until. 2021. Well, right? she so, wasn't even elected. Yeah, Kim Janey, right? Yeah, yeah she, she wasn't was even elected. And then yeah. Michelle Wu was elected. Michelle Wu was elected. Yeah. But yeah, Kim, Kim Janey was appointed. She was appointed because, um, because uh, what's his name? Marty Walsh. Marty Walsh. <laughs> it's been a long day, Leon. Come on, you don't get any more Boston a name than Marty Walsh. <sighs> yeah, so what does that mean? Does it, what does that mean to you? Um, I don't know. Uh, honestly, honestly, <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, I don't know. It's, it's, like, it's cool. like, you know, maybe when I'm when I'm dead and look back at my life from wherever I am, I'm like, oh, wow, that's cool. That's something I did. Um, maybe it'll mean something to my kids when they're older. Sure. Um, you know, I, I have always lived my life, like, wanting to make sure that, like, I leave wherever I am better than it was when I got there. Okay. And so whatever that mark is, you know, whatever it can be, I, that's just kind of how I'm, how I'm driven. And sure. so if I can get involved... And it, I do, and then it's just worked out the way that it has. Um, so certainly wasn't like, hey, this is my plan. And I actually talked about that, you know, at the um, Black History Month event at the Center of Aging. Like, yes, it's a thing and it happened, but, you know, it's not enough to get you up in the morning and deal with the stuff every day that it takes to get there. Like, it, it, that's not what's going to drive you. Sure. Um, you did have a, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that Black History Month event that you, uh, that yeah. you held? Yeah, um, yeah. it was, um, I found out, you know, Jabril Kazan was supposed to be speaking Yeah, and um, he was unable to attend, but we found out like 20 minutes beforehand. That's too bad. Um, and I hope he's doing okay. Jabril Kazan, for people who don't know, is one of the uh, the Greensboro Four, sat at the lunch counter, um, lives in New Bedford. I actually had yeah. him on my Saturday show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we had that, I found out, you know, and they were like, Leon, have at it. Um, and so I'm sure people were disappointed, you know, getting me, you're expecting you know, a history maker, someone who really changed the world. Well, apparently you're and a history maker. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they got me, but I did the best job I could. And I just kind of told my story. I just talked about, you know, myself and what it took for me to get here, but also kind of in line with history, um, you know, the difference between what he did which, you know, there was no precedent for. And what I did, which I used that as the civil rights movement or anything, those things were a precedent for me to get up and drive. And I used the things that I've learned uh, throughout time for my campaign. So, 
you know, my whatever I've done is pales in comparison to that. Yeah, uh, that was um, that was quite a thing. Uh, it's good that you don't have to do anything like that. Uh, what what Jabril Kazan had to do, because uh, yeah, that that was that was quite a thing. So five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred is how you can get in the program. We can also take your messages in the WBSM app chat. So you're a year into your first term as as selectman. You worked really hard, man. You worked really hard for this, and I, I saw you. You, you you came very close in the recall election in in uh, in twenty. Is that twenty twenty or twenty twenty one? That was twenty twenty one, and then you in the twenty twenty two election. I think you got in pretty comfortably, building on that momentum that you had in the um, in the general election. You worked really hard for this. How are you? What are you enjoying the job? What's your favorite parts of it? Um, I love it, and yeah. I love interacting with people. You know, it's just it's something that. I'm an extrovert. It's I, I work in sales. My entire career has been sales. And so I just interact with people for a living. Yeah. Um, and so I enjoy that. You hear different people's stories and get to tell them mine. And, you know, especially interacting with young people. Um, that's probably my favorite part. You know, I got to speak at Dartmouth recently. Um, and some other people have reached out for me to speak. And it's just nice for me to present people who grew up like I grew up with somebody who looks like them doing something. I was talking to someone yesterday, a friend of mine, and I said, it's kind of neat to just tell people that you can be regular. Right. Like when you are, <laughs> yeah. when you're a black kid in an inner city, you know, you, you see athletes and you see rappers and you see, you know, drug dealers and, but you don't really see just black people who are just living a regular life. Right. You know, house, kids, car, job, comfortable, whatever. Like, and that's something that I think, you know, you don't always have to be sensational or extra or like, you know, the greatest at whatever. You don't have to be famous. You don't have to be rich. You can just be happy and live a regular life. And I think that's the, the image that I get to, you know, show people. That's pretty cool. So we're, we're speaking, well, it's, it's, it is what it is, right? It's yeah. not, it's not extra. Yeah, that's, that's, that I like that. So we're speaking with Leon Corey. He's a, a Fairhaven Select Board uh, chairman. Um, what, uh, so what were you talking about in Dartmouth? Um, you shouldn't be going to Dartmouth, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that you that you went there, but I feel like it's a betrayal. Anybody reaches out, I will be glad to speak to them. Okay. Um, and so they Dartmouth High School has a uh, black student union that they, I guess, is relatively new. Okay. And so they asked me to come out. And speak to, you know, that group. And I, I don't know if everybody who was there was there, but it was about 50, 70 kids there. Um, and it was just telling them, you know, hey, I'm a kid, guy who grew up in Providence. You know, mother passed away when I was 13. Brother played in the NFL. You know, so member of the select board, you know, worked at these places, currently work, you know, in um, for a software company and just telling them my story and, you know, having providing some sort of an, an example to some of those kids because kids of color in the suburbs have challenges when they go off to school as well you know right. one of the things that they have to battle is kind of the the kind of notion of not necessarily being black enough yeah you know? and so that's a that's a real battle you go to school and you're a, you're a black kid from the suburbs coming in contact with a black kid from an inner city and you're sizing each other up. And so something that, you know, somebody to have that conversation and prepare them um, to just be okay with who they are. 
Speaking with Leon Corey, he's a member of the Fairman Select Board. Um, tell you what, I think we'll take a break now. 508-996-0500 is how you can join, join us, or, or we can take your messages on the app chat. We'll be right back. Download the WBSM app and listen to us everywhere. As a veteran of the United States military, I can finally get the opportunity to enjoy special events like a date with my wife or going out together with my family and friends. Things that we couldn't afford, thanks to Vectix. Every empty seat at a concert, a game, motorsports, or a play is a missed opportunity to say thanks to a veteran and service member. We can help. We can give our veterans a special event where they too can create their own cherished memories. Find out how by visiting www.vettix.org. That's www.vettix.org. Find out how you can make a difference in a veteran's life. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. At four in the morning, my phone rang. They said, I regret to inform you that your husband was wounded in action. Victor sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. I was doing school full time, and I was also then caring for Victor. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. I just didn't want to forget that I also had goals and that I also had a life. What I did is I challenged Victor to meet me halfway. There are almost six million military and veteran caregivers across the nation. We have our own journey and we can fulfill that journey at the same time that we are helping our loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veterans guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. I wanted to quit for so long, but I didn't know where to start. I was afraid of what people would think, but then I found the right support to start my recovery journey. I found a path that worked for me. One in 14 Americans reports experiencing a substance use disorder, a treatable medical condition. Treatment can take many forms, so there are a variety of options to explore and find the one that works best for you. Recovery from drug addiction is possible. Visit cdc.gov slash stopoverdose to learn more about the various paths to recovery. Veterans and their families are popular targets for financial fraud. Scammers may try to defraud you through misleading commercials, emails, texts, cold calls, or online ads. They may even pose as someone from VA or an organization providing discounts on fees for services. But VA will never charge you for processing a claim. Do not provide your personal information to anyone other than a VA-accredited representative. To find a representative near you, visit va.gov forward slash find dash win. Have your voice heard right now on South Coast Tonight. Call 508-996-0500 or send an app chat message on the WBSM app. Now, back to Chris and Marcus. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus, 508 996 0500 is how you can get on the program this evening. We can also take your messages on the WBSM app chat. Actually, another app chatter from Fairhaven's asking, uh, you said you mentioned something about the police contract. Uh, is that something that you guys are still working on or is that uh, basically, is that done? Nope, that's done as well. Okay, that's good. So public safety is pretty, uh, pretty locked up. Yep. That's good. That's good to hear. So um, 
There's a lot going on. I mean, one of the things, uh, you know, there was a, a fairly recent school shooting. Uh, there's been a lot going on, uh, I think, globally uh, that people are concerned with. Uh, you're a father. You're an elected official. Um, do you think that there needs to be uh, increased safety in uh, Fairhaven Public Schools or any public schools uh, here in the Commonwealth? You know, that's a that's actually a, a, a tough question because I think, you know, Massachusetts has some of the strictest gun laws in the country, as we know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think everybody is aware of it. And I don't know that, you know, physical safety is the way to resolve the problem. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. want to dismiss everything on mental illness, but that is certainly something. But I also think identifying people, you know, beforehand, identifying, you know, doing your best to identify and limit the access that people have. I mean, I know when I try to get into this, to, to pick up my daughter from school, you know, I have to ring a buzzer, you know, then get buzzed into the first door. Mm-hmm. Then there's a second, then, you know, I talk to somebody and then there's a second door. So I feel pretty comfortable here in the town of Fairhaven. Um, but I think everybody felt comfortable where they were as well. So yeah. I don't really know that there's a right answer to that question. So someone's asking, um, was wondering if you could ask Leon if there's any plans to turn the abandoned. Okay, so that citizens, the old Citizens Bank building, um, it's a big building. It's just, it's been languishing for God, God knows how long now. Um, uh, this this app chatter is wondering if there's any uh, plans to turn uh, it into uh, housing, or uh, if you had any idea who owns the property. Uh, so I don't know who owns the property. I know that that area was included in. Um, so there are 40R. You know, there's a 40R project that's going on um, that uh, Paul Foley is leading, mm-hmm. and I know that area is included in it. I don't necessarily know. You know what what the standing is of that building itself. I actually hate looking at it. Yeah. Um, Cause it is such a, you know, it stands out it's location. There's nothing around it and yeah. it does look awful. It does. Yeah, um, it's such a point. So hopefully they, I mean, but it's owned by a private entity. So what they do with it, do with it is kind of their prerogative. Um, 40 R house uh, projects are basically a way to increase housing stock. Right? Yeah. Is that more or less correct? And so that's going on right now in the town of Fairhaven. Because, you know, it's interesting, you know, Mayor Mitchell put forward his comprehensive plan on housing. And he said, frankly, that Fairhaven, Dartmouth, Freetown, et cetera, need to do more uh, to because this is a regional problem. It's not just a New Bedford problem. What's your position on that? First of all, that's. So I'm certainly not going to get into a battle with with Mayor Mitchell, but I will say I generally don't like to cast my, you know, cast the attention on on someone else. You know, a Fairhaven problem is a Fairhaven problem. We are trying to address our own housing issues, um, you know, by making more housing available, creating more housing opportunities, and so on. Um, I don't know that that is going to rectify New Bedford's problem because also who's to say that people from New Bedford want to move to these other towns? You know, that's a major variable that he's taking for granted. Um, so, you know, certainly it is a, it is regionally an issue for people to come up with more housing, but you don't think people want to move to the town that you preside over. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't don't think so. Um, I don't know that I'm a, that that I'm a draw. Um, so, uh, we're speaking with Leon Corey, uh, 508-996-0500. Yeah. That building is, it really is such a blight. It's such, it feels like wasted potential too. Yes, I agree. You know? I agree. It does feel like something cool or something good 
could go there. Um, but at this point, I also feel like it would require an, a complete facelift because mm-hmm. the building itself on the outside, it looks old. It's that old gray, yeah. depressing. It re- reminds me of like a, a, a 1980s high school or something. Like it <laughs> yeah. just has that look to it. Well, so um, do you, any idea what's going on with the Rogers School? Uh, that is still in litigation. So Ten years. It is, Close yeah. 10 years ago. It's still in litigation, and so it's not something that, you know, can even be talked about. That's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you learn that a lot. I think one of the things that I've picked up more and more as I've gotten involved in municipal government is that there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that nobody knows about, and they and people think that nothing is happening, but it's because there are very strict processes that you have to follow yeah and in this case you know roger school is, is kind of going through that and whatever the litigation is there let them resolve it um that's also a nice thing about having a town administrator as a town administrator kind of removes the board itself from the personal decisions of a lot of things so that we are just kind of coming up with the policy and the rules behind it um and then everything else kind of gets pushed on her how do you think the town administrator is doing? I think she's doing a good job. I think yeah, the I biggest problem has been people adjusting to something new. Mm. Um, that is a thing here. You know, and that's you know, <laughs> one of is. the battles here yeah. is a Fairhaven should be the same way it's been for you know decades. Or, or yeah. should Fairhaven you know, figure out a way to start moving forward? I think Angie is doing a good job of you know, trying to bring Fairhaven forward and also um, really develop a, a culture in the office. You know, the, the town hall has been through a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been a lot of drama surrounding town hall. It dealt with a recall, you know, the board going to five, you know, some internal drama and what have you. And she is here kind of bringing all of that back together and, you know, making an environment that people want to be in and people want to work in. Yeah, and so I definitely think she's doing a good job. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. One more break for the hour, and then we'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, I'm I'm Marcus. So Leon, you're in sales. You're an extrovert. You like to speak publicly. Um, and if people want you to speak somewhere, where can they? How can they reach out to you? Because um, I think you've got a lot of interesting experience, uh, you know, and I think you were able to share some of that with us today. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so this is certainly something that is is new. But I would say they can, first of all, you know, I'm on Instagram and um, and Facebook, so they can reach out to me. They can find me there, Leon Corey or Leon from Fairhaven. Um, or they can just email me at lcorey at gmail.com. Um, okay. And, you know, and then we can figure it out from there. That's how anybody C-O-R-R-E-Y. else C-O-R-R-E-Y. Yes. And that shows you how long I have had Gmail for me to be able to have just my name, no numbers. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, was, uh, I was pretty close to an OG. When you had to get invited to have a Gmail account. Really? Yes. I didn't even know that was a thing. You had yes. to get invited. You had to get invited. And then as someone who was invited, you would get five. I think it was it was five or ten that you could send people invitations wow. to get to get it. And then that would replenish every so often. But, but yeah, before that was how that was the only way to get a Gmail account. That's incredible. It seems like a yeah. bad business model. Uh, apparently it worked. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I can't give Google business advice. <laughs> um, so, um, 
Yeah. All right. That's that's cool. You know. You know. I took a personality test, Leon, when I was in high school, and people said, and the well, the, the my teacher said it, it, it turned out I was a I was an introvert. I don't think that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can totally see you. Like an, I mean, I think you're a fun person to be around once you're around. <laughs> But like, yeah, I could totally see like everybody leave me alone. I'm locked in. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, when That's I came into your house, like you, 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 you <laughs> yeah. didn't even turn around to the door. Like I was talking to your I mom. I wasn't thrilled about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Good point. <laughs> so, um, so we're uh, we're speaking with Leon Corey of the uh, of the Fave and Select Board. He's the chair of the Fave and Select Board. Um, so we're we're um, we're looking at June fifth for a uh, June fifth for the date on the Prop two and a half election. There's signs up there that say "Say no to Prop two point five!" Exclamation point. I. It sounds like you can interpret it one of two ways. Say no to voting on the override, but the way it's phrased sounds like "Say no to Prop two and a half" as a policy. It sounds, yeah, like, a, I, it sounds like supportive. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I don't get it. Um, do you know who made them? Yeah, I, I don't know. I have, you know, I have hunches, but I don't know. But I do think, like, you could have just saved that money and then paid the paid the taxes. Like, <laughs> the, the money you spent on the signs <laughs> could have paid the taxes. So that's a good point. That's <laughs> true. Um, yeah, that's that's uh, that's true. Um, it seems like signs are. are yeah, it's kind of a wasted expenditure against that. I mean, people are concerned. I understand some of the, the concern is mostly around like seniors and people on fixed income, but there are also a lot of, um, first of all, you know, what percentage of those people still are homeowners? Yeah. Um, and, you know, dealing with that. But then the other part of that is there are a lot of programs and stuff out there, you know, for seniors that, you know, will provide assistance or whatever if you're just willing to put forth the effort to look for them or whether it's for you or for someone you care about. Um, sure. So, I mean, I'd be more worried about everybody else who doesn't have, you know, access to those things to be able to provide or to be able to get that assistance. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, we've got a few minutes left. Uh, I think we've covered everything pretty thoroughly. I've already asked you what your favorite TV show is. What's your favorite movie? Ooh. So, um, it's a tough question. That is a tough question question. because movies are like moods for me, but I'll, I will go with, um, usual suspects. The usual suspects is very good. Yes. That's a great movie. Yes. Usual suspects. That's a, that's a great, that's a great pick. It's an underappreciated movie, but it's one I can always, if it's on, I'll always watch it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. I mean, just fantastic performances the cast is pretty amazing too yeah um yeah it is i mean when you look at where they went after that like everybody you know for the most part is an amazing actor like yeah Yeah. i mean kevin spacey won an oscar for his performance as uh verbal kint yep um so yeah that's 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 a good pick i like that one yeah what's yours it's tough um i really like heat uh yeah i really like heat uh Wolf of Wall Street's up there as well. Mm-hmm. I love Wolf of Wall Street. Um, but I'm going to probably say Lost in Translation is probably my favorite movie. Okay. I love Lost yeah. in Translation. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've watched, I usually, I if I, like, if it's like a Friday night or a weekend night and I'm not, like, doing anything and there's nothing, like, I particularly care to watch, I'll watch Lost in Translation. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. 
Have you watched, as far as TV shows go, so I've seen a couple of recommendations for Beef on Netflix. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I watched the first two episodes. It seems like it might be it might be a keeper. I'm going to check it out because uh, I'm, I'm kind of looking for stuff too. You know, there's there's it's good now because the session is on and Barry is on mm. and those are great shows. But uh, I, yeah, I, I think I could get into a new show. So maybe I'll check be- check out Beef. I try to find shows that my wife and I can watch together because we have such opposing TV taste. And literally, I think the last show that we watched together was The Wire. Mm-hmm. Um, the first two seasons of Power and then that became trash. Um, Power so, did become trash. Yeah. Absolute that, trash. Um, that was 